Welcome to The Art of Intimate Marriage with Dr. Jennifer Conzin. Sensitive yet frank advice for enjoying every benefit of one of God's most fundamental gifts. Dr. Conzin is a licensed marriage and family counselor, sex therapist, as well as an adjunct professor, award-winning researcher, author, and speaker. With today's conversation on the biblical approach to fulfilling intimacy in marriage, here's Jennifer. Hello, this is Dr. Jennifer Conzin, and you are listening to The Art of Intimate Marriage. We are going to cover today some things regarding the sensual area of your intimate relationship, sensual touch. We have talked about touch and affection just in general, affectionate touch in marriage. Today, though, we're going to talk about sensual touch, which is a whole other level of intimacy, and it often gets skipped. It often can become problematic. Um, One thing that's common is that when individuals, when couples start having sexual challenges for whatever reason in their relationship, it will affect sensual touch. It will affect affectionate touch. It'll affect verbal intimacy, all different levels. So today we're going to talk about how to overcome issues with sensual touch, how to improve sensual touch, what is sensual touch, and so on. Well, honestly, when you really look at the Song of Solomon, which is an incredible book that God included in his scriptures, you see a lot about sensuality. It in and of itself is full of sensual references as well as sexual references. So I love how the beloved talks about um, about their partner using words like your lips, your neck, your navel, how beautiful you are, my darling. So this would be like the husband describing the neck and the lips and the navel. These are very sensual parts of the body. The lover says, talks about... Uh, the, the wife talks about his arms, his legs, his mouth. He is altogether lovely. So she describes the sensual parts of his body. We know that God prioritizes sensuality even within his scriptures. Well, the way to think about this as far as, okay, what are we talking about? What parts of the body are we talking about? This would be considered in most literature, this would be erogenous zone two. Erogenous zone three would be the whole body touch, the arms, the legs, the head, the shoulders, those kinds of areas of the body. So affection, holding hands, hugging, giving back rubs, things like that. Erogenous zone two, so that's the area of the body that responds even strong, more strongly than say the outer arm, the upper arm, would be, say, the inner arm. That would be a more erogenous zone of the body. The inner thigh versus the calf. So the inner thigh is going to be erogenous zone too. So overall, these are the more sensitive, more private areas of the body. The thin, uh, the skin is thinner there. There are more nerve endings, so it's very sensitive. Genitals, obviously, are erogenous zone one, and that's what we're going to cover next time. So what parts of the body would be included in sensual touch? That's the inner thighs, the neck, the lower back, the inner arm, the buttocks, the face, the palm of the hands, the bottoms of the feet, your lips, the eyelids, behind the knees, the stomach, these areas of the body. 
Why? Why is it important even to talk about this kind of touch? Doesn't everybody do it? And isn't it happening? And isn't it automatic? And well, if uh, if that were the case, there wouldn't be problems with it. Because for some reason, <clears throat> when couples come to see me, one of the most common things they say is we don't touch very often. We don't, we hold hands, uh, we're affectionate, we have sex, but we don't do a lot in between. We just jump into having sex and there's not a lot of caressing of the intimate parts of the body that are happening. Well, one of the things that they have found in research as well is that when marital and sexual, when the marital and sexual relationship, when the quality is going well, then those couples engage in all kinds of affection, including kissing, cuddling, caressing, touching, fondling. Um, all of the things during foreplay, foreplay would be the term of the kind of touch used before genital contact, before intercourse, before orgasm. And that couples that are doing well in their marriage, in their sexual relationship, have higher levels of that. And therefore, they have found have higher levels of sexual satisfaction. Well, that makes sense when you just look at it, barely at the at just the words that okay, if we're touching, caressing, fondling, kissing more, then the actual sexual relationship is going to be going better. So it makes sense. Um, I found that with the couples that I worked with I, and the research studies that I have done, definitely couples who engage more in sensual foreplay, their level of overall enjoyment in sex increases dramatically. The couples that I worked with said, I had no idea that if I worked just on sensual touch that I would enjoy my sexual relationships so much more that when they focused and then the, that's the important word when they focused on the enjoyment um, of touch not just on the focus of orgasm but the focus of sensual touch then the uh, there was so much more arousal and pleasure in the giving and receiving uh, during sexual time together so why do we focus on this? It's vital. It's vital to really, number one, making things work well physically, but also the level of enjoyment for you as a couple. It does, um, there are different views, even uh, male to female, about sensual touch and sexuality. They did find one research study, this is just interesting, men uh, found that when, when touch for men was associated with sexual desire and arousal, then they viewed it as more enjoyable and they viewed it as, ah, she loves me. They, it was more indicative of love from their spouse. In other words, when the touch happened from their wife to them and it indicated, oh, she's interested in having sex, then the touch itself was viewed as more enjoyable. For women, honestly, it turns out it can be a little more the opposite, that when touch becomes associated, when sensual touch becomes associated only with sex, with sexual interest, meaning, oh, he's touching me there because he wants sex, then that very touch is viewed as less pleasurable. Um, often these women repeated uh, shared that it they began to feel like those affectionate touches were less about love and affection. So it's vital to really make sure that sensual touch is happening, not in connection with sex. 
that it's happening and it's just about being giving and loving. It's a part of everyday touch. It's not relegated to only when touch when sex is about to happen. And when that does happen, when sensual touch becomes much more a part of a couple's relationship, then they feel a much higher level of enjoyment, sensual enjoyment in their relationship, enjoyment in the relationship overall. So for some, <laughs> when I present this idea of learning and putting into practice sensual touch in their relationship outside of when they have sex, people are like, really, that sounds crazy, but I'll want to have sex or I won't want to touch like that because it means he'll want. It's vital that couples learn how to touch each other sensually outside of when they're having sex. It, it ups the enjoyment overall. It is generally known that for most women, even reaching orgasm can be difficult if sensual touch doesn't happen. If uh, her partner just goes straight to uh, the vagina, to the clitoris, to the breasts, and skips all the other parts of her body, women will often say they feel used. They feel like um, it's not special, it's not intimate. There's no actual connection if there's a quick movement to the genitals. It's interesting, though, many men that come in to see me share something quite similar that, you know, she's not interested in that kind of thing, or we never take that kind of time to touch each other in that way. And yeah, okay, I like having sex and intercourse and reaching orgasm. That's nice. But it, it I don't feel connected. And I don't feel like it's special. There's not a lot of touch happening. So I definitely hear that from men and women, that it makes a big difference to how they view their sexual relationship. The thing that's important to address, though, is why doesn't it happen? There's a lot of different reasons why sensual touch doesn't happen. Um, when the focus is on orgasm, couples will often just kind of rush to reach orgasm, um, either because she's not interested and so just get it done, or he's interested and wants to have his orgasm, so he doesn't necessarily focus on her pleasure. So it can be that rush to reach orgasm. Um, for men... The reason why it doesn't happen often is they don't see the need for it. They're just interested in having the orgasm and, you know, uh, they don't necessarily feel the desire for sensual touch until what's really interesting when I work with couples is that when I give a sensual touch um, homework assignments to go home, do this, I can't tell you how often the men come in and go, I had no idea. I would love it as much as I did. I had no idea that it would bring me so much pleasure. So that rush to get to orgasm can keep sensual touch from happening. Sometimes sensual touch doesn't happen if there are concerns about keeping an erection. In other words, I'm so afraid of losing my erection that we better get to the orgasm quickly. So, And if a couple ends up due to different issues, it can be fatigue, time, life, where sex just becomes a routine, often sensual touch goes by the wayside. The practicals, though, on why it doesn't happen is that sometimes a spouse's hands are rough or they do some kind of like repetitive touch over and over that's not enjoyable or they don't seem super engaged when they touch sensually. So it's negative. So the sensual touch becomes negative. And so, again, it goes by the wayside. So consider the importance of really upping the amount of sensual touch happening. I do have, I do have couple, individuals, couples that'll say, oh my gosh, though, then it makes sex take so long. So that's why they don't really engage much. Yes, setting aside quality time together sexually does make a difference in how much sensual touch happens. 
So look at that in your marriage. Consider, obviously, overall, how much touch and affection is happening. Because if that's just regular touch and affection outside of sensual touch, the hugs, the holding hands, the light touches throughout the day, kissing, kissing hello and goodbye, cuddling and spooning, if those things aren't happening, then sensual touch is usually problematic. So first, look at how your physical affection's going. That's in a previous broadcast. You can go back and listen to that on my website which is called The Art of Intimate Marriage. Um, but it's vital to start examining how are we doing in sensual touches in the rest. A chapter that you can read that I just love is out of Douglas Rosenau's book called The Celebration of Sex. And he has a chapter called Making Love with Your Clothes On. Now, obviously, um, he goes into genital touch as well. But sensual touch doesn't just mean when you're naked. <laughs> You can touch each other sensually, fully clothed. You can actually make your um, the sensual part of your relationship spread into all different areas. So consider that. There are uh, some scriptures that I'm going to go over. I'm going to explain some things, though, before I do that. And then we're going to go into more wh- what to put into practice in your marriage. But Briefly, I just want to explain these, if you've been listening to these broadcasts, or if you've gone on to my website, The Art of Intimate Marriage, you can listen to the podcast version. So you can go back and listen to previous episodes. And if you have questions, I would love to hear from you. Go ahead and send them. I uh, tend to, in general, include a lot of what people are asking me when I'm speaking and when even here on the radio show, because these are the very real issues that people are having. So send me an email at jenniferconzen at yahoo.com. So that's my name. No dots, no dashes, just jenniferconzen at yahoo.com. Send me the questions. I'd love to answer them for you. So go listen to previous broadcasts on that same website. You can find a link to donate. We would love to continue this program. We would like to take it into other parts of California Uh, We would like to have it at other times of the week. So your donations would really help that happen. And also, I have mentioned a couple different times, there are different products that you can purchase. Um, You can go on my website, you'll find the link, or you can just go onto Amazon. The book is called The Art of Intimate Marriage. And you can also purchase some communication cards, which I'll talk about in a few minutes, just to really have a playful way of building up how much you're talking about your sexual relationship. So go ahead and check out those, those areas as well. Okay, so let's look at some further scriptures on sensuality and sensual intimacy, sensual touch. It's all over Proverbs and Song of Solomon. In Proverbs 5, verse 18 and 19, he just full-blown says, May her breasts satisfy you always. May you ever be intoxicated with her love. So breasts would actually be considered erogenous zone one, part of the genital touching. But look at the language there, satisfying you and intoxicate you. Uh, The word intoxication, I've spoken about this before. It means like reeling around when you're drunk, you're ravished, you're enraptured, you're captivated. God intends for the way that we touch each other to cause that overwhelming wow feeling That is why we pay attention to sensual touch. Paul even talks about it in 1 Corinthians 7, 9, when he says that, man, if uh, you're struggling with burning passion towards one another, get married. So sensuality is really connected to the passion of the sexual relationship. So consider those scriptures and how you would put 
new things into practice. Well, all right. How do you how do you improve your sensual touch? Well, the first thing to do is really think about some of the small ways that you can touch each other to kind of tease your spouse and say, hey, you're mine. We have this special relationship where we can touch each other in these wonderfully intimate, special ways. And this is the only relationship that we can do it in. So it's very simple. You can flash each other when you're walking in and out, leaving the home, you know, show those special parts of your body to one another, those intimate areas that you don't just expose to the rest of the world. Lightly caress each other as you walk through the house. Send each other texts and emails mentioning um, the way you'd like to hold each other and touch each other. Tell your spouse how attractive those parts of their body are to you. That's Song of Solomon even talks about, uh, you know, the the lover talks about her sandaled feet. The feet are um, highly sensitive and uh, talks about his arms of gold and the inner arms are very sensitive to touch. So... Really consider the small ways that you can touch each other on the thigh as you're driving, um, touching the small of the back, the buttocks, the stomach, the neck, kissing to the neck throughout your day, not just when you're about to have sex, but throughout your day, in your morning, in your afternoon, as you go and you walk along. What it, I love how Song of Solomon uh, chapter 8 verse 5 talks about rousing each other. So that's a lot of what sensual touch does is it causes arousal to be stirred up if, of course, it's in an overall positive relationship. So go ahead and look at Song of Solomon chapters 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. All of them have different chunks and they have very erotic imagery about the sensual, very, very sensual imagery. Some of the terms that are used in Song of Solomon is um, where they talk about taking off the robe, wine gently flowing over the lips and the teeth. He uses the term browsing among the flowers, kissing on the mouth, resting between the breasts, um, eating choice fruits and the hand thrusting through the door and flowing springs. So very erotic imagery, very sensual imagery. So sensual touch and sensual interaction, very um, powerfully laid out in the scriptures. So some of the areas where it's very explicit is in Song of Solomon chapter four. And so let's look at that one. It says, blow on my garden that its fragrance may spread everywhere. Let my beloved come into his garden and taste its choice fruits. You know, that very specific imagery, when I, when I talk, talk about sexual touch in our next broadcast, I'm going to go into that and, and with a lot more detail. But it is important to realize that here we've got it in the scriptures. We are to interact with one another with that level of sensuality. So for that to work, for sensual touch to work, to be positive, check your relationship overall. Check how your conflict's going. Check if you're spending time together, having fun, laughing together, you're talking, you're having intimate conversations, that your overall affection is good. Because then when you put into practice some of the exercises that I recommend for couples to do, they're going to go a lot better. If you try to do um, sensual touch exercises where you just really try to improve your sensual touch, they're not going to go well if the other areas of your relationship aren't going well. So consider that first. Well, 
What do I tell couples to do in order to improve their sensual touch? One of the major things I do is go spend some time, uh, both partially clothed and then unclothed, touching each other, expressing how much you enjoy touching these different intimate parts of the body that I've described earlier, and do that with no connection to having sex. In other words, yes, go in your bedroom, set the candles, turn on the music, get the temperature just right, go take that shower, go take that bath, wear whatever you feel comfortable with, and then go and enjoy and caress and touch each other and do not have intercourse and do not go to orgasm. After you're done touching, go to sleep or go about your day. And I have couples that are like, you are crazy. You know, what are you talking about? You know, that's just weird. Why would we touch that way and not go on to sex? Because when you separate sexual interaction, that would be going to orgasm and intercourse, from sensual touch, it makes you learn how to enjoy sensual touch. And it will enhance when you do engage sexually. So really consider, what would it be like to go ahead and spend a whole chunk of time together just touching and then we go to sleep? If you've ever watched Mark Gungor, he, uh, he actually talks about, um, uh, he says, you know, with his big, thick accent, he's got such a fun accent about how, yes, husbands, you think you're going to die. You will die if you can't have sex, if you're going to touch her and then that way not have sex. And he says, you will not die die and you won't go blind. And so there are worries that, oh my goodness, I'll get aroused. And then what do I do? Yep. You might get aroused and arousal, allowing arousal to just be and not acting on it can be super helpful to developing good sexual skills between you, good sexual and sensual time together. So try it out, see how it works to go touch each other with no connection to actually having sex. That's one exercise I would highly recommend. Also, we talked about the lips, right? The lips are a part of sensual touch. How is kissing going? This is a big area, often of conflict with couples that I work with. We know it's in the scriptures. In fact, it's right away in Song of Solomon, chapter one, verse two, it says, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Well, one of the things that comes up when I'm working with couples is I'll have the husband or the wife will tell me we don't kiss very often. There's a real lack of kissing and they're feeling the lack. They're feeling very sad about that. Or all we do is do a quick peck on the lips, hello and goodbye. And I would like to kiss more deeply. So there can be conflict around the types of kisses. Um, kissing throughout the body doesn't happen. Maybe they only kiss on the lips, but then they don't use their lips on the other parts of the body, the other sensual parts of the body, the neck, the wrist, the eyes, the stomach, the buttocks, the chest, the temple, the back of the neck, the thigh. So are kisses happening throughout the body? That would be very sensual. Um, do you kiss throughout the day? Do you have makeout sessions that have not, that are not connected to sex? So kissing, um, very important. I actually have couples go home and practice kissing. That sounds so goofy, but they haven't talked about it. Number one, I actually have them go home and talk about it, where they show each other how they like to kiss, where they show each other how deeply they like to kiss, where they talk about whether they like tongues or not and how open they like to use their mouth. When's the last time you actually talked about kissing? Probably not in a while. So first of all, go talk about it and then show each other. I talk. I tell couples kiss without your hands, 
meaning just mouths, kiss with your hands and start exploring each other's bodies. Communicate about kissing afterwards. After you kind of explore, then talk about it. What did you like? What did you dislike? How did you feel about How did you feel about it? How long of a time do you like to kiss? How do you feel about kissing in public? So talking about kissing is very important to the process of exploring sensuality. And also just enjoying gentle, tender kisses when sex is not attached to it for many couples increases their enjoyment of one another greatly. And it, and it, and it definitely usually has gone by the wayside. I do give some overall exercises as well to just explore touch. I give couples exercises on massaging their hand and forearm or their foot and calf. I give them whole body massage and caress exercises to just find out what do I even like or dislike about touch. You can read more about those exercises in my book, The Art of Intimate Marriage. Take some time. Spend, I usually recommend, take about 10, 20, 30, 40 minutes and just touch each other and find out what do you like and what do you dislike. Um, when you touch the thigh, would you say, you know, I love that or I like that or I don't like that? You know, if, if, if the lower back, tell your spouse what you do and don't like about that area of being touched. So explore it. Tell each other. I call it basically the arousal survey. Take a survey of your spouse's body and let them tell you what they do and don't like. So let me give you some practicals. Touch each other more. Talk about it a lot. Do some of these exercises that I'm recommending. Go read them out of different books. There's all kinds of different um, ways to find these exercises. Go practice touching each other and talk and communicate about it. Remember what it says in Song of Solomon, where uh, when he's describing her, he says, your lips, your neck, your navel, right? So he's touching all those parts of her body. Husbands, check that. How's that going? Wives, his arms, his legs, his mouth. He is altogether lovely. How are you doing in touching his entire body? So enjoy. Go out. Well, no, don't go out. Go in your bedroom and practice sensual touch and see the impact that it makes on your overall sexual relationship. This is Dr. Jennifer Conson with The Art of Intimate Marriage. Thank you for joining us for The Art of Intimate Marriage. Now, let's be real. This is not a typical radio program, and we know it generates questions. If you have one you'd like Dr. Kanzen to address here on air, email her at jenniferkanzen at yahoo.com. Kanzen is spelled K-O-N-Z-E-N, jenniferkanzen at yahoo.com. We hope today's program was beneficial to you, and if you agree this unique voice should be on the air, your donations will help keep it there. To give or to get more information about the ministry, Dr. Kanzen's Center for Sexuality in San Diego, or to get more resources for improving intimacy in marriage, visit us on the web at theartofintimatemarriage.com. And for more on experiencing the marriage God designed, join us this same time next week for The Art of Intimate Marriage.